0: Everyone, welcome to episode 119 of the Bench Time Podcast with Todd and Brett Wiley. Um, this is a fun week. We got a lot going on everywhere, but mainly we have a lot on our show this week. So we're going to kick off this week's show with... Um, Oh, also, you're listening to this episode one week, one day earlier than normal, because I figured we're going to re- release this one Thursday, so you're, you guys are listening a day early, because we got a lot of people home, and uh, we are figuring that you need something to listen to. So, surprise, it's an early release, oh, yeah. everybody. Um, but anyways, real quick, we have a contest, and there will be some um, more rules and official rules for it on our official page at facebook.com forward slash customs. And hoscalecustoms.com. We are not running the contest. Actually, one of our listeners and patrons, Dan Banks, is going to be running the contest and operating it. But um, the official rules for it are on our Facebook page, our real page, not the patrons page. Um, this is for everybody. It's for everyone, any listener. Page, yep. It is our, um, what do we want to, I forget what we called it, like our our quarantine, stay-at-home uh, modeling scr- scratch build whatever we want to call it contest but we're going to run a little contest over the next couple weeks the official rules very busy. the official rules since we're all home are all going to be on the HO scale customs page go there and check it out i am personally going to be buying a winner prize plaque so we're going to make a custom plaque from like one of those award companies for like 6 bucks and i'm going to make a funny <laughs> fun unique uh, 2020 uh, home the home hunker down uh, scratch build kit winner. So we'll come up with that a little bit later. Um, head on over to our main page and check that out. Now let's get to the exciting part. We have a guest. He's been waiting here on the line for the last couple minutes. Craig Brotman on our show this week. Welcome Craig. Hey guys. How are you? Good. Hey, Craig.
1: Yeah. Glad to have you on, man. Uh, you're yeah. a great miler. A lot of people that are listening to us are following you on, uh, Craig's modeling corner on Facebook. And, uh, yeah, you, know, you uh if you, you're your on really good. You're you're growing popularity. Definitely. You know? we so want to get you on here and, and uh, show your you know, talk talk a little bit about your great. modeling techniques and such. Well, I appreciate it. Thanks. Yeah.
0: So real quick just to hit that again, you have your own Facebook page, uh personal page, yep. the um uh, Craig's Modeling Corner. Yep. And um if you're not familiar with Craig's work, you put it up there quite frequently, so um, if you are on Facebook and you haven't seen it, I don't know where you've been because you put out a lot of awesome stuff, so um, we're going to dig into, I'm sure my dad talked with you a little bit about what we're going to talk about tonight, so um, I'm going to let him take the wheel on this to start, but we're going to yeah. dig into a little bit of your modeling background, if you're cool with that. Okay. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, and real quick on the on Craig's modeling corner, how long have you had that, uh, how long have you had the... Special Facebook book uh, Facebook page for that.
2: Actually, that I started probably seven months ago.
1: It was yeah. Jason
2: Jensen's idea. Oh, okay, uh, nice. Yeah, yeah. He sent he sent me a message on Facebook through Messenger, and said, you know, you you should really start putting out how you're doing stuff, and mm-hmm. create a page. So, you know, I, I want to thank him for that suggestion because it's it's really starting to take off.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean it, i I think it's I think it's doing great. We love seeing it. I love seeing, you know, your your page and Jason's and Dave Cruzwick and everybody's starting to come up with something and it and you know, it's only making it's only making this niche of our hobby grow more. Uh, oh, absolutely. by doing it. I mean everybody gets absolutely. to see each other's work yeah. and we get inspired by each of,
0: other. A lot of our listeners have now created their own um yeah. like their own Work update pages, which is a lot of fun.
1: Right? Yeah, a lot of our uh, co- uh, a lot of our um, it's... Um, patrons have done that, and yeah. uh, I'm really I think it's impressive. I love it. I think it's the direction this hobby needs to go. It's people like you and great modelers like you yeah. that we uh, we draw we all draw inspiration from, and and, and your work is, is is beautiful. So so,
2: Craig, well, I think I think it's a great way to get ideas how to yeah. do stuff.
0: Sure. Oh, definitely. Something
2: that somebody else has done, you try it
1: out.
0: Or you ask um, them about it.
1: And that's how you learn. Or you ask them what they did. Absolutely. Sure. We've all done that.
0: Um, Yep. So I want to dig into Craig as a model builder now, uh, just to start from the beginning. So we all have that beginning story, um, but. I want to hear how you, not with trains or anything, I don't, I'm not sure if you have a big, right now I know you don't have the room for a layout, or I think you didn't last time we saw you. No, um, and it doesn't interest me. Yeah. I'm so, not interested in that part of it. So it's just from pure model and diorama building, I want to know, like, what was your first step into doing this?
2: Well, my background is I majored in architecture and interior design. Okay. I took two years of that, my mom died uh, when I was 16. I went to college for two years. It just, going through that time, she was 36 when she died, was very difficult. Mm. So college wasn't for me. But uh, my background is tennis. I played tennis growing up. I was a nationally ranked junior. And that evolved into uh, traveling the professional tennis tour, being one of Four or five guys in the world that actually string the rackets and do racket customization.
0: Yeah, we've seen it.
2: players. And what that is, is basically fitting the tennis racket to a player's game and style. Mm-hmm. Oh. So, actually, that
1: would be an art form in That's
0: a craftsman's it, it, art in it its own. Yeah.
1: It is. It is. So
2: I think that's transferred over here. Why I have the patience, because mm-hmm. I got to be dead on.
0: Yeah, and I'm sure those guys right. are very particular.
1: Uh, oh my god!
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yes. you know we, yes. we came from the hockey end. Of, we
1: came from the hockey end of the business. And it's the same
2: thing as the right. same thing shaping the sticks, or, right. or the guys yeah. do it themselves, or sharpening yeah. skates.
0: Yeah. yeah, sharpening guys' skates. Yeah. They all want different yeah. edges, and I'm sure tennis guys Correct. are, if not as picky, more picky than that too. So you know, you know,
3: right. well we had, <laughs> the help that
2: I played so i understood them
0: mm-hmm.
2: what their needs are yeah. and i understand when they have trouble explaining what their needs are yeah i can i can i can relate to it so yeah sure sure
1: there's uh in in uh, in our in our sport when we were were involved when i was managing the hockey rink there was a guy locally in the area an older gent older older gentleman and he uh he repalmed the hockey gloves by hand he hand stitched repalmed and put new palms in so for people who love their gloves that have been broken in uh rather than go out and buy a brand new pair they'd have them repalmed and it was was always how it was done back in the day well now they're making them by more companies are making them and they're less expensive and they're almost disposable so when they're done they throw them out but um when he passed away uh, that gentleman passed away. That art was lost. I mean, you'd have to send yeah. them out to somebody. There's like, there's like a, two guys in Minnesota and some guys in Canada, and they're, they're harder to find. They, they don't do yeah. that anymore. And you know, so so that's a really cool uh, section of the sport that you're involved with with the tennis, uh, being able to do that. And you know, you don't see that all over the place. And that's, yeah, that's, I love it.
2: I love being yeah. around the guys. I love being responsible indirectly uh-huh. for how their results are oh, yeah. because I, I can win a match or I could lose a match for a player. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. So,
1: so, and then, so that, so. that does transpire into, into your, um, your, your, precision that you would want with, with modeling. And, uh, so that's, that's awesome.
2: Yeah. So from there after college, I started buying fine scale miniature kits, um, I grew up in Columbia, Maryland, right in the backyard of Howard Zane. So I would go over his house all the time before he kept adding on to the basement, digging out the back of the house. And, uh, I mean, it was amazing, uh, just the detail he had right. on his layout and, uh, just started collecting the kids and started building the kids. And I would go over, I was trying to think of the gentleman's name. I could not remember, but I would go over to this guy's house probably once a week and I would work on a kit. Right. And that's how I learned how to build, uh, you know, fine scale kits. And then I moved to Atlanta and I started going over another guy's house that I met and it was just a way to get out and be around somebody that was like-minded and we'd be in a room, he'd be at his desk. I'd be at another desk and I'd build my stuff. He would build his stuff. We were just there, shooting the shooting the shit. Nice one night a week, something to look what,
1: forward to. What a guy to shoot the shit with, huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. So uh, I I actually do that with Velas now.
0: Uh, oh uh, yeah, there's another
1: go. great guy to. There'd be another great uh, guy to. I'm
0: hang sure there's some good to conversations tomorrow, that? in that one. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, so I go over his house
2: typically either Monday or Wednesday night of every week. Yeah. If I'm not out of town, or he's not getting, you know, uh, tied up with his, you know, whatever. But yeah. we we typically get together one night a week.
1: Oh, that's so cool! You know what? We we need to Brett. We need to all move to Atlanta. I, I,
0: yeah, <laughs> let's do it. And, then,
1: and like all of us, and then we can all get together like one night a week, and we have like a super club where we all get together and we we uh, we can build some stuff and shoot the shoot the crap, man. I think that would be the most amazing, fun time.
2: You know who does that is the military modeler
1: guys. Yeah. They do that. See, that'd be so cool. That's all, you know, I know there's clubs out there for model railroading and all that. We need a model builders club or a structural builders club. Yeah. Where you all get together. And uh, you know, once a once a week, some we don't even need a big room for it. It's not like we're building a layout. You just do it in somebody's house. Each each person hosts it each week at a different location, or each month at a different location, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Even even weekly. That'd be cool. Hmm. Craig, I think you just planted a
0: seed, my man. That's pretty cool (laughs) idea. (laughs) Even if you could do it.
2: I've gone over Robert Scoby's house. He lives near me too. Another
1: oh, phenomenal man. model builder. Yeah,
0: it'd be awesome. Wow. You could even do it regionally, like uh, just you know, if you know, there's only five or six guys in your area, or, or two or three, even. You could just get together uh, on a quarterly basis and just plan a meet, yeah. plan a little build, a little model building meetup.
2: Yeah. You could do it on a sat. Do it on a Saturday.
1: Yeah. Four hours. Yeah, or a Saturday. Five hours. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Hmm. <laughs> yeah that's a hey, cool we idea. I think started. I got some other ideas now instantly. this is how we one this, well, and this could we, be something
0: and this could just be something that's done. It doesn't require every us to do all the work. You could set up little regional and little local stuff absolutely if you live in yeah, ida absolutely. if you if you're listening and you live in Idaho and you got yeah. you know ten people in your area that do it, schedule a little building and model building meetups. Yeah. Kind of like the other clubs do for their model railroading, but just for model building. Yeah. Hmm. Well,
2: the other thing is, we could put it out into the group pages that we're all in. Yeah. For people that are new to the hobby and they don't yeah. want to learn how to get better.
0: Yeah. And don't know Whatever.
2: Yeah.
0: I'm on over. Or they don't yeah. know sure what you. to. They don't know what to buy or what to sink. You know, because you and I and my dad and all have made that mistake where. Uh, you buy a bunch of useless crap you don't need, and we could show them, and they could come and yeah. use some stuff. Show them the ropes, and I then can they throw know a
1: couple buckets with that stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. We all probably can make
1: <laughs> packs
0: full of that. Yeah, yep.
1: Yeah.
2: Glad I could help with the ideas, guys. Huh. Yeah,
0: that was a good idea, man. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So let's get back okay. onto your origination in or your your beginning point in this whole crazy hobby here. Um, so. You you bought up a lot of uh, the the fine scale miniatures kits, and
2: yeah, I mean, I would buy one. I would buy one every year when George would come out with one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would buy the South River, you know, the South River Model Works for a fraction when, of the
0: price of what they are now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
2: when they would come out, um, and then I moved to Atlanta, and I got really busy. You know, I'd meet with this guy once a week. We're just doing some modeling. Got really busy with what I was doing with tennis. Got married, which was very short lasting, uh, and put everything in storage. Got out of the hobby. I was traveling for tennis, forty two weeks a year, so I had no time. Yeah, and then that's a lot. A, that's a lot of yeah. travel. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was on the road forty two weeks a year. Yeah. Um, and then moved to Florida. I got transferred to Florida. I was put uh, moved my business to the largest tennis academy uh img academy they're mm-hmm. all sports
1: mm-hmm. and own. Uh, um, yep i know well yep. and, who they are
2: and i was there for six years so everything was in storage got divorced and then i moved back to atlanta and uh was just not settled and uh then i met trish who you guys have met mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she's
1: a wonderful woman
2: uh, she's unbelievable And we met in a, we met January five years ago. Um, that September, my birthday's in October. So September, I think it was, she said, what do you want for your birthday? So what did I say? I want another fine scale miniatures kit, right? (laughs) So I only had 34 of them in storage, (laughs) but I needed another one. So she bought me a fine scale miniatures kit. The next year, what do you want for your birthday? Same thing. Um, and then the third year was the year of was that Albany? Three years ago? Or two years ago?
1: Uh, Albany was uh, was two. two, year, two well, years. it was two years ago. Yeah. They yeah. Okay.
2: Okay. Year. Okay. So two years ago, before Albany in August, she said, "What do you want for your birthday?" And I said, "I want another kit." She said, "No, no, 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 no. You have all these in storage." You're either going to start building them or we're selling your collection. <laughs> what, what else do you want for your birthday? I said, okay, send me to this Albany Expo. And if I don't come back motivated to build, I will sell everything. Right. And Todd, you, you saw me there.
1: I did. I, I spent some time talking with you. It was great.
2: Yeah, I sat and I, I sat in a, that contest room, I studied everybody's models. I took all the clinics. I sat and watched Dan Raymond build his vehicles. I watched Ron build that little Foscale kit. Yep. And that that was, that was what got me back in the hobby. Yeah, I mm-hmm. came home, and I've been building ever since.
1: Haven't stopped. I, Craig, I saw that passion on you there at the show. When you pulled that chair up in front of our table, and those guys were building. Yep. And yep. I was standing there with my wife, and I was like, man, I said, Craig is into it. <laughs> and you could see it on your face, and you were like, you know, eating up everything they did. And I thought, this is the best thing. This is what you go to the show for, Absolutely. so you can learn from these people. And you know, yeah. every, there's a lot of people walking around in there, and they're just shopping and they're dumping stuff into their bags and and whatever, and buying this and buying that. But you know, it's and there were clinics there, and everybody was very involved with this. But you know, it was really cool to see you see you doing that there were a couple others that did what you did as well uh and then to also uh you, know, you were over at uh bar mills checking out jacks I was, uh, uh, yeah
2: all, was all. every day
1: uh, yeah and, yeah. and it, but it was really cool to see the passion on your face and i thought to myself you know this is what this is what the love of this hobby is all about when i see somebody somebody that into it and um yeah that, that was really really cool to, uh, uh, that makes my day when I see that kind of thing. So, but I mean, it's been yeah.
2: nonstop since.
1: It's been nonstop yeah. since I, I came I, home.
2: I, bu- I built. A, you know, a kit I had from 20 years ago from Foscale little cheap, yeah. uh kit that Ron was actually building there. I built it, yeah. and I took the sidewalks that they gave out in one of the clinics. I put it together. And, you know, I mean, that got me I remember back that.
1: into it. I remember yeah. that piece.
2: Uh-huh. You know,
1: that was, yeah. uh, that was uh, really – everything I saw that you did turned out, you know, great because you were doing something else that everybody needs to do as well, and that is you were asking a lot of questions.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Whether we were there or we were standing um, standing around just talking, or whether you were watching or we were standing around talking or you were walking around from place to place, you're asking questions. And then when you got home, though, you were still asking questions to people online. You know, absolutely. And um, right. I, and I recall you calling me a couple of times. Yeah, we had, we had conversations. Yeah. That is what. That's that's what it's going to take for to to you know to really push that passion,
2: you know? I mean, I mean that's how I became really good at what I do in a tennis yeah. is because I I surrounded myself with the right people that were where I wanted to be. Right. 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 And that's what I've done here.
1: Mm-hmm. And and, then, and, and the, the cool thing about And the cool thing about that is in our hobby, in this niche of the hobby, these people that are able to, to give you that guidance are also willing to do it. Oh, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And yeah. and absolutely. I know that it's that's not always the case with everything. We've talked about this before. So sure. with, with every other hobby, that's not always the case. In this hobby, you know, everybody is there to help and, and uh, you know, and you took full advantage and that's what it that that's that's the best way to learn. Mm-hmm. It is. So, you didn't need I mean, to learn that much. You already had talent uh, <laughs> to begin with. So, I mean, let's let's not let's not kid a kidder here. Uh, I seen oh, your work. You. And, yeah, you, you're talented. You also had the background that you talked about with the uh, um, architectural Ar- architectural background. So that's going to definitely help. Yeah.
0: So but, yeah. Oh, absolutely. So we um, go on, Brett. I want to kind of transition this over into. Um, so what you, you obviously enjoy doing dioramas and builds, the builds. Um, yep. yep. I know you spent quite some time uh, with uh, a certain somebody as a mentor for doing some scenery <laughs> and everything. So do you want to talk about how you, or like what your favorite things are to do, what you find most interesting to learn as, you're, as you got in, more and more into this?
2: I love the scenery part, yeah uh, I think it's the most overlooked area in our hobby with dioramas. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of great model builders and models out there, right. but that's where that's where it stops i see yeah. yeah is with the scenery, yeah, uh it's all about making a scene, and yeah, making if you it just come build light, yeah,
1: I mean you can't um, just build a building, you gotta put something around it, you know,
2: correct correct and you know i think the the techniques have changed uh i think one of the few people that can still do the old techniques is george sellios yeah yep uh, i mean I, I i can't copy what he's done with uh, the uh. with scenics products and stuff like uh. that and no one yeah, he does, he does it. that oh so well i mean it's I mean I, I talked about There's not this even a single time.
1: blade of there's not a single blade of no. static grass in that place.
0: No not one. No. No. <laughs> nope. 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 But you wouldn't want to and copy well, it. We, we don't even look at it and see you when you go and see
1: that, you don't look at that scenery and go, Ah, he didn't even use static grass. You don't even that that, that thought doesn't even enter your mind when you no. see there's that. There's too much else nope. to look
0: at. Nope. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> And, but, and he so, and he's made it look. He's made it looked just as natural using those products. Absolutely. As, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah.
2: So I the way I got into the scenery part was uh, I came across Martin Welberg's products. Uh-huh. I don't remember where, maybe on one of the group pages, and I went. I contacted Scenic Express, bought some. Um, mm-hmm. And loved it. And then I sent Martin a Facebook message. And we started a relationship. I'm all about relationships. And uh, uh, before the Narrow Gauge Convention in Sacramento last year, he he was there for uh, Scenic Express. He sent me a message. He said, uh, on the way back from Sacramento, I'm going to be in Atlanta for a week visiting my cousin. Do you know where Smyrna, Georgia is? said, yeah, I live in Smyrna. <laughs> what's, I mean, what's the freaking chance, right? Yeah, I mean, no
1: kidding, you, wow.
2: So he said, well, let's get together. I said, great. Uh, I mean, that was like a dream come true. Right. So I, he contacted me when he came in. He brought me all his new products um, to try out, and I picked them up at his cousin's house. Came over my apartment, spent three four hours there, just showing me how to do scenery.
1: Wow, that's so cool. That's awesome. And I I got to see some of your earlier work when you were working with him that week when he was there. Yeah, and uh, you posted on Facebook, and I was like, "Wow, that's a you know, it's it's some really really nice scenery." Well, thanks. It's it's very very realistic. His products are, are 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 phenomenal Mm
2: -hmm. ridiculous
1: yeah yeah and what a great and what a great company to hook up with to sell it here in the states uh with scenic Scenic express because they they also handle outside of his products a lot of other amazing products so you mix them together and wow the possibilities are endless yeah absolutely
2: absolutely um so now, as far as scenery, I'm mm-hmm. hooking up with the military modeling guys. Yeah. I joined the military modeling club, mm-hmm. and the way they do their ground is completely different than the way we do dirt.
0: Uh-huh. It's amazing. So what's their what big, do do? What's their main difference?
2: So what they do is they use sculpt the mold. Uh, they'll mix a little chocolate brown in there mm-hmm. and spread it out. And sprinkle a little bit of dirt, put some rocks in there if they need be, let that dry. Then they come back with uh, 50-50 Elmer's glue and water, seal it, and then they'll put an oil wash on it, black and brown oil wash. Then they'll dry brush it with two to four different shades of tan. Oh, wow. Ridiculous.
0: Wow, what a process, too. Yeah, but yeah. it ends up looking insane, probably. Yeah.
2: I mean, we don't think Those about dry amazing. brushing the ground. Yeah. No. Yeah.
0: Huh? No,
1: because we just sprinkle dirt on everything. God, oh. there it is. That's dirt.
2: <laughs> yeah, we take acrylic paint while it's wet, sprinkle dirt, and yeah. let it dry.
1: Yeah. Right now, what I have done is I've taken some chalks to the dirt to change yeah. tones. However, yeah. um. As far as 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 far as that goes, I haven't gone through the process that you just explained. Oh, yeah, but yep. I, now I'm interested.
2: <laughs> yeah, I got a sample. One of the guys I work with, uh, he made for me. Mm-hmm. Yep. So pretty cool. Very cool. And then they pretty- use sandpaper for the roads.
0: Sandpaper um,
2: for the roads. Yeah. So they'll take. Well, you know, their scale is probably yeah. 80 grit, but our scale would be probably.
0: 220? 220, yeah, something real fine.
2: And they'll paint it, they'll paint it, concrete, or yeah. concrete road, and then dry brush it, and then dry brush around the edges where the dirt will come up, mm-hmm. the dirt, you know, the tan, so it all blends together.
1: Oh, wow. It's huh. crazy. Yeah, yeah. I never would have thought to use sandpaper. That's yep. awesome.
0: Yep. Huh. huh. Oh, and it's already no, nice. No, that, tech- that's
1: for, is that for a dirt road or is that for?
0: No, that's for a concrete
2: road or asphalt road. road.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. So uh, they don't use, te- They
1: don't like using the AK uh, uh, products for the concrete yeah, roads. I mean or-
2: some some guys do, but this yeah. one guy that that I've met with, uh, another one of his techniques is he'll lay sandpaper down. Yeah. On a on a sheet and glue it down, and then he'll take plaster. And pour it over it, and build a frame around it. Uh-huh. Now the now the plaster gives the sandpaper gets the sandpaper texture, hmm, right? And he'll peel, he'll peel the sandpaper off after. Now you got oh. a road.
0: Huh. Oh wow wow yeah and and yeah. and compared to the you know the the AK products are nice for roads but um, the sandpaper will cover a lot of square inches really a lot yes. quicker. Um, yeah, and for much less. So, yeah, huh? Uh-huh. That's a pretty cool, pretty cool um, idea. We're gonna have to give that a try. Maybe with two twenty, like Craig said, uh, a finer grit. Yeah. Um, huh? And what's nice about yep. what we do, Craig? Uh, we have a layout, but most of it is all now just scenery. We've, rip- we've ripped out quite a bit of track. So for us, it would be cool to try a few roads that are sandpaper, just because in a city or town, anywhere you go, not every road's gonna be the same. Anyways, sure. so we we'll, sure. we love hearing the different ideas. We can always throw in different types yep. of scenery in.
2: Yeah. Huh. Well, awesome. as you guys know, I'm really big on trying different
1: products. Yeah. Different I know that. Definitely know that. We're going to get to that in a little bit here. Okay. okay. <laughs> so um, so what, what aspect of – would you say scenery is the most – that you enjoy the most out of doing a a build?
2: I'm getting to that point, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love doing the buildings, right? But I love looking at the scenery through yeah. a camera,
1: yeah, and yeah.
2: seeing the effects that you see. And that's yep. what I do when I do my scenery. Mm-hmm. I'll take my camera from my iPhone yep. and take pictures. Yep, and, and get that perspective. And if it it's looks the
0: best, right, it's the best way. It's also a good way to yeah. find your errors.
1: Yeah, yes, it
2: is. It's, yes,
1: it is. Yeah, how yep. many times have you looked through your camera, Craig? And and you go like, you see it, and you're like, you know, you think, oh, you know what, this looks awesome, and then you zoom in with it. Because I do it all the time, and I look what? at and I look through it, and I'm like,
0: oh, that looks like shit. It's not even before you. <laughs> it's not even before you use your camera. It's when it's before yeah. you even take. Before you even pick your camera up, when you're working on a project and you're like, yeah. "All right, I'm I'm done with it. I'm ready to yeah. take some pictures of this." And you look, and you take a picture and you look at the picture through a viewfinder, or later yeah. on on your phone, and you're like, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: "Oh no, that looks. There's a whole I'm not thing is missing." I gotta
1: go back and do this. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, I want to fix yeah. this one little spot over here. You know. Man. And I'm always doing that, and it, Craig's right. It's the best way to be able to to pinpoint what. You know, I'm the same. I'm I'm very much like Craig in that regards. Is I like that super super yeah. detail scene on the sidewalks or be it in a yard or whatever. And I like to zoom in as much as I can with my camera to see how it's going to look through the camera right. before I proceed. And um, you know, it's a uh, yeah, it's it's the, it's the number one way I think yep. to, to be able to to build if you're going to look at, at detail and take this. Yep.
2: And you'll also find your glue marks.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and like, like, uh, messed up acetate on the windows, and you're like, oh, no, that's got to go. Although, lately, yep. now, when you do windows, do you do acetate or do you, no, uh,
2: I, no, I don't want to do mess with Do You want the glaze uh, in them now? I, I'm doing gallery glass.
1: Yeah, yeah, I have. I, I've been really into the gallery glass, too. And, uh, uh, I, I'm now. Do you use the um, the frosted glass, uh, clear frost?
2: No. Uh, no, I just spray gel no? coat on it after.
1: Oh, okay, okay, yeah. I yeah. I use the clear frost, and then I don't, and then it's a little cloudy. So you don't necessarily, it's not super crystal clear. So you, you know, it doesn't, you know, it has a cloudy look. So you can't really see through and get a good idea. Through the window to this an empty room with, <laughs> yeah. gotcha. but uh, but uh, yeah, I love the gallery glass and it took me a long time to get to the point where I'm gonna make um, uh, the windows or, or glaze my windows as I was because I had bad luck with it to start, but I took some hints from and tips from some other people before I started doing it, and yeah, and yeah. now it's now it's like anything else, it's some practice and you, yeah, absolutely, like, you got to practice. There's some things though. Craig, you can't use Gower glass for. And I'm going to get off subject for a second here. Since we got lots of time and we don't care where we're going tonight because uh, we're, we're trying to keep everybody occupied with listening to the show. I have found this weekend that I suck at vehicles. So Oh, Rich. Okay. Oh, man. I'm not, I, I, they're okay. I'm not satisfied with them. But one of the things that I was – Trying to do because I listen to Dan Raymond and and I know he glazes some of his windows, and I'm like on well, his vehicles. And you've seen his work, yep. oh my word. yeah, I man, it's another level too. I can't I can't seem because some of the vehicles have these curves to them. I yep. can't seem to get the glaze to sit right for me, and mm-hmm. um, I've not had good luck because it yeah they don't want to the glaze doesn't want to work in the windows for me on the vehicles I don't know I, I'm not having good luck glazing windows and vehicles so have you tried that
2: no I mean I have I've been collecting Jordan vehicles lately yeah Uh, I have like 40 on my
1: built now oh my <laughs> <laughs> yeah I got a big yeah. pile like that too and I just started that's what I, I decided this, for the next couple of weeks or whatever I was going to start working on stuff like that and um, I, I, I'm working some Sylvan models right now, but yeah. yeah, I have some, I have some, uh, some, a bunch of Jordans as well. And, I'm um, I'm finding that, uh, uh, you know what? Thank God I got a lot of them. It's going to take some pride. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, uh, Just the way it is. And that, that's how we do it. That's how we, have you done,
0: have you done many of the vehicles, Craig? I built them years ago yeah. and I still
2: have. You know, some left over, but I mean, yeah, I mean, it was a, it was a job. That's for sure.
1: Well, I talked to Doug. I had better better eyesight back then too. So, yeah. Well, back when we were talking about the Albany show and, uh, the one night we were uh, up at the, uh, at the Albany show and we were up in the lounge area and I was talking with Doug for yeah, and, uh, we were talking about vehicles and I asked him, uh, about building we were talking about the uh, jordans and how um you know um um uh how the girl from singapore uh, measures oh,
3: yeah.
2: oh
1: singapore, she's um, yeah she. Oh, amazing she's a sweet girl too we had her on as a yes. guest yes. and yep. um the, uh she had she has all these jordan vehicles to work with and um i was telling him about her and how she has all these jordans and he goes I tried that one time and he said I won't do it again. <laughs> he said it turned out horrible for me and he said it's uh the one thing I'm that yeah, he said I do not like doing his vehicles. So he said he buys his vehicles now or he has somebody make them for him. Yeah. And uh, uh so yeah. it's it's not it's not an easy art. Uh so what Dan no. Raymond does is insane. Insane. But, yep. Yep. Oh yep. yeah, you know, enough of that. Get off the track here, but but uh so so now on the structural part of uh Things. Let's go to structures real quick. We're okay. we're going to go back. We'll go back to scenery. I guarantee you that. But okay. uh, on the structures, when you're building a structure, what is your most favorite part about building the structures? And what's your least favorite thing about building structures?
2: My favorite part is doing the weathering. Mm-hmm. Um, the big thing I've learned is it's, it's the layers. The key to it is the layers.
1: Absolutely. You cannot...
2: Oh. You cannot accomplish it in one shot. Nope. You got to have patience and, yeah. and, and and layer it. Yeah. Um, the least favorite, rafters.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you mean the little rafter tails that stick out on the side? They hate them damn yeah. things. They never want to lay right things. for me. They do eventually. But, uh, yeah. Do you yeah. like doing them right? Brett? Yeah. You like doing raptor tails?
0: Um, not really. <laughs> I maybe
1: I sleep over there.
0: No, I I ran off real quick to go get my bottle of water. Oh, okay. I was gotcha. I was sitting I know here. I no, I I was sitting here and I was like, man, where's my water at? I'm like. Dying of thirst over here, and then I thought you were getting into the middle of a conversation, and I'm like, "Okay, I have one second to run away and go get my water bottle and then I heard my name when I got back on panicking, so sorry about that
1: <laughs> so so yeah, he was saying about the least favorite thing he likes to do uh on a model would be uh the rafters on or oh. uh, oh, the rafters and raptor tails on a on a model yeah i on a building i, I don't like doing that model I'm not a Our fan least favorite thing it's of course windows, but um but uh yeah that's yeah yeah i i don't yeah. mind like i said now that i'm doing the glazing of the windows it's become a little more tolerable for me uh, sometimes
0: sometimes uh i hate when i'm applying the laser cut shingles if it's a, a monstrous like a huge roof cuz then by yeah. the time i'm like it's just so many strips and strips and strips of shingles i know it's going to end up looking good and i don't i'm not hating it but it's like oh, my gosh, is this ever going to end? And then when you get to the end of it, you're like, oh, thank God I did all that because now it looks awesome. Yeah.
2: What What do you guys use to apply your shingles?
0: I used to use glue? strictly just glue. Um, yeah. And then sometimes I'll use that transfer tape.
2: Yeah, I use the transfer tape but all the time. But sometimes
0: I've found, even with transfer tape, it's if you have an odd corner or a weird edge or something, Every now and then I have to use a little line of glue to keep it held down just a little stronger. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Yeah. 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 Transfer tape is, transfer tape is awesome for like huge, large areas, like big, long roofs and long, big, big roof sections. But like if sometimes I've started to do my roof off of the building and then like most of the roof work on on a flat and then put it up on the building. But then. Yep there's sometimes corners don't match up right or you have one that you just can't get to lay flat and it's just annoying the hell out of you. And you got to just put a little dot of glue down. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Like mansard roofs and dormers. (laughs) And dormers,
1: anything that has a dormer or mansard roof and trying to get that, that transfer tape to fit in those corners, right? You can't. So you got to put that little glue in the edges. Yeah. Yep.
2: Yep. Yeah. I try to use the transfer tape as much as possible.
1: I love it. It's 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 one of the greatest things invented ever.
3: Yeah.
1: Next to, Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, the beer. So uh <laughs> but uh
0: the anyhow. the um the other thing I've been doing with the uh the roofs is using um oh where the heck is that? That uh not wood glue, but tacky glue to do the oh.
2: A lane Yeah, loop? just
0: to do the bottom edge, the starter, the starter shingle. Um, okay. Even okay. with even with the transfer tape, I always put it on the bottom edge because sometimes that's the biggest culprit, like the the one that peels up the most. I just yeah. wanted to throw that in before yep. I before I started on the next thing here. What's the okay. next thing here? I don't know. I just wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> so. Jeez. Anyways, <laughs> but. Um, now let's get into a little bit of fun here now for the for the next couple of days because we know um, we're not gonna really talk about much with current events, but we're not gonna also shy away from the fact that we all have a lot of time coming up where we're gonna be yeah, we uh, do. we're gonna be working in our shops. I know Craig yeah. Craig expressed to us you know a lot of his work is on hold for now, and and uh, actually while we were sitting here, I got a text from my boss. And it looks like. Um, I'll be either working from home or I'll be off for a little bit while now. I just got the text. So wonderful news, guys. But, uh, you know, I knew it was coming. I mean, I I was prepared. And um, So let's talk about what you have planned. I'm sure you have some modeling planned, Craig. I know I do. I'm sure my dad does too. So let's start with you, Craig. What do you have during this little uh, um, self-lock-in that we have?
2: So so I'm finishing up a pilot model for Mark over at,
0: Oh Bobby yeah, Mountain. that's cool.
2: Yeah, my first O scale kit. And, is this
0: uh, is this the cider one he has? The cider. It's the,
2: no. This is a rail shed. Ooh, okay. He hasn't he hasn't launched it yet. Okay, uh,
1: that's good
0: enough as a teaser. That's cool. He's putting
1: out some yeah. really nice stuff lately. I mean, not that he didn't before. Yeah. He didn't have a lot of kits, but he's putting out more lately, yeah. Yeah. and they're really really sweet. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um. Pretty interesting doing a pilot model um, because there's no instructions. So it's just you're winging it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You're making it, Uh, the instructions.
2: I'm making it. I'm making it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, are Are you going to write the instructions for that? That's what I was asking. Are you. No,
1: that'll be probably Dave. (laughs) Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I don't know where he finds the time. I don't know how he does it. I know. know. Hey, well, we
0: all got some time right now.
2: Yep. So I'm working on that and I have, uh, I've been building Bonnie's,
0: right. um,
2: I put that out there a couple months ago yep. and, uh, seemed to, uh, take off. Kenny sold like 50 kits
1: mm-hmm. of Bonnie's. Yeah. yeah that's, um, that's a sweet looking kit.
2: I mean, it's, you know, there's nothing special about it, but
1: yeah.
2: it's the sign on that building.
1: Yeah.
2: It's just a cool building. So, it is. Uh,
0: I'm it, working on that. The building itself isn't special; like it's nothing crazy. No. Yeah.
1: No, it's four walls, four okay. walls. That's now,
0: it. now on this
1: on the Jason Cider when they named that their Jason, I'm sure, um, that that Mark uh, did from Foggy Mountain Models. Did you build? Yeah. Did you do that build?
2: Uh, no, I did not. I did not. Oh, no. uh, okay. That's a really. This need is the first one. Okay. Yeah, it is. Yep, yeah, it is.
1: That's a really cool looking kit, and uh, yep. and he's got some really nice laser cut brick too. So, yeah,
3: yeah.
1: Now this so building nice. that you're doing now is is it clapboard? Is it is it laser cut brick or what is that?
2: It's laser. It's laser cut studs.
1: Studs. Yeah. Studs. Yeah. Nice. Uh,
2: so it's supposed to be with corrugated aluminum walls and uh, roof but I did it differently I'm doing right. it differently um what I did on the roof is because I changed it is I took stars from Starbucks yeah, yeah and used them as planks
0: going across oh. and they work
2: great huh and then I covered it in the, the
0: tar paper like the greens the green stars that come in your cup or No, just, just the wood oh okay just stars I got you okay yeah just the, the
2: yeah. Huh. And gotcha. uh, and then put that down, and then I put uh, tar paper down for the roof, and it exposed those uh, planks. So I'm not putting a corrugated roof on. And then the walls, I'm going to cover the walls in tar paper, and then in spots put the corrugated aluminum. Yeah.
1: Huh. Oh uh, That's going to be interesting. That's, that's yeah. I'm I'm interested to see, to see what see that. that looks like.
0: That's yeah. it. Now, hopefully, this is just a teaser. So, yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Man, but he's now, been putting out a lot of stuff lately, so I'm excited to see how this one turns out. Yeah. Me too. Yeah.
2: Me too. No, but I'm
1: having fun. I'm having
0: fun. Good.
2: Trying different techniques on here, like I, like we discussed briefly. I try yeah. different things. Um, you
1: do, I, and and you do that a lot. I mean, um, I noticed that you seem to. Um, you, you're, I, I I'm a lot like that too, and I think Brett is. We like to, if the new product's out, I want to try it. I want to give it a shot. I want to see what it can do and what what I can make it do, and um, see if I can come up with a new concept. And uh, if I learn of a new uh, technique, I want to try and uh, try and figure it out and see if it's going to work for me. If it's something that can or cannot, not everybody can accomplish every look that other people can. But, that's um, what's awesome. Seem- though. I don't want
0: the same look,
2: right? I, I that, that's my feeling. I don't want every diorama to look the same. Right. I don't want it to be weathered the same. It's not yours. Then I don't want the scenery the same. Yeah, yeah. I don't want yeah. somebody to look at my stuff and say, yeah. "Craig built that."
1: Yeah, yeah. See, Craig and I had this conversation, Brett, um, about oh, you're talking about even ago.
0: even from even from build to build, you want it to be completely different.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Ah. Okay. Absolutely. Gotcha. Absolutely.
1: That's you know, a, we've had this conversation before. Is that, um, I know Craig and I talked about this. Is that when you go and you see people's models online, mm-hmm. I can look at a model before I read it, before I read the post, and I'll say, hey, that's Doug's. Yeah. Hey, that's Jason's. Hey, that's you know Dave Cruzwick's or that's Velas's. Yep. Uh, okay. We'll know. You know when you see it that that's that guy's because we all have that edge that we each one of us does. And, um, you know, no matter how many times you want to try and make each scene different or each one of your models different. I think our personality in our modeling shows from model to model, you could change it up and it may look a little different, but people are going to eventually be able to guess when they see enough of your work. And, um, but I think that's good. It, It shows that, you know, now, there's two schools of thought on that, and I'm sure i like Craig maybe to expound on that a little bit, but, and I think that's where he's going with this is yes, we can detect that that is yours. However, not every one of your models has to look like the last one you built. Okay.
2: Right, exactly. Yeah. And that's, yeah, I mean, all those modelers you named are phenomenal model builders. Mm-hmm. No disrespect to them for doing yep. it the way they do it. Right. For right. me, I just want to try different things yeah. to get different effects. Like yeah. on Bonnies. You know how George always says stain everything with driftwood? Yeah. And then paint the color. Mm-hmm. So what I did on Bonnie's is I, I stained the walls all with driftwood, then came back after that was dry and dry brushed concrete, flocal concrete on it. Yeah. To give it a different shade of gray. Right. And then came back with a white. Right. Just to give it a different look.
1: Yeah. Hmm. See that's great. That's uh, and that's 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 awesome. And and it sucks that you have all the damn flow quill I keep buying that shit, man. <laughs> I love that paint.
2: I love that paint.
1: Nobody else can get the damn stuff, and Craig's got like cases of it or whatever. <laughs> uh, Craig's
0: doing right. Craig's doing the uh Whatever <laughs> Craig did, whatever one did with toilet paper, but with Floquil. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because Robert Scobie came over the other day just to see my workbench
0: mm-hmm.
3: that
2: yeah. Trish had made for me for my birthday this past year. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, "You got a freaking hobby shop here! Yeah, people should be calling you to buy stuff from here. Because <laughs> I got—I mean, I got all the Floquil, I got all the Vallejo, I got all the K I mean and I have yeah, it all I, displayed in front of me mm-hmm. because I'm the type if I don't see it I might have it but if yeah. I don't see it I assume I don't have it and I'll go and buy it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean I, and I I I can sometimes I sometimes find myself doing that as well and uh, just to try it and I only buy a yeah. little bit because if it sucks I don't want I don't want to keep using it right and I don't want to be stuck yeah. with some stuff because we've all been stuck with stuff. So one of the things, and I'm like you, I love the AK interactive stuff. In fact, I think we were probably, I was probably using it before you were using it. However, you were, um, it's, I, and I have a ton of it and most of it I like, and I won't bad mouth AK interactive. I love their stuff and it's great for military modeling, especially, and that's generally what a lot of it's designed for. However, um, I have had bad luck <laughs> with their. You ever? You have that set, the old and weathered wood set. One and two. Oh, yeah, I use I that have all the that? time. I, I hate, hate it. it all the
0: time. <laughs> oh, okay. So no. It. So wait, we're it's at a it. point. We're at a point of conflict right now in this. So we have no, 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 one. No, 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 all, no. I use that all the time on the wood. This is so yeah. now. This is good. This is good. I want to hear why Craig. Well, first, wait. I want to hear why my dad hates it and I want to hear why Craig loves it. I want to hear the, I want to hear why there's a big difference here right now. I, I
1: have, (laughs) I, I have bad luck with it as far as two, two, three things. Actually one is it when I'm using it. Um, now I don't airbrush. Do you airbrush? Not at all. Okay. So when I'm using my brush and I get it all mixed up, I shake it up real well and I put it out and I start brushing with it. Um, if you don't use it fast, it starts to separate quick. And uh I get like you'll see the colors actually change and then I got to restart or remix it and uh that's that's and I don't always get the same tones out of it. Uh the other the other issue I have with it will be um is it leaves a bit of a sheen uh after it dries. Like a, a I get like a a shiny sheen to a lot of the things that I paint by using.
2: Uh, Are you using it on wood or use on metal castings?
1: No, I was actually using it on resin and, uh, resin castings or uh, that type of thing. Okay. Hmm. Okay. And, uh, that's what a lot of the military modelers use as well, but I don't get the same results.
2: So to keep it from drying fast when you Mm -hmm. pour it and separating, yeah, get, get the Vallejo retarder medium. And just put okay. a drop of that in there, and it'll oh. make it last longer. You can use that on any acrylic paint; it'll keep oh. it from drying fast.
1: Yeah. Oh wow! Hm. Oh, that's great. Yep. Okay. okay, I'll look for that. Yep. Yeah, yeah it
2: comes in those small bottles.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm not bad mouthing uh, their all their products. I love you know I love AK. Yeah. It's yeah. just that don't. That's the one thing I just. Not uh, I've not been satisfied with, and it's just it's those little little containers with the orange caps, and uh yeah, yeah, you know, and it works for some I've people.
2: Only, sure. I've only used it on staining wood, yeah, and I'll take three or four different colors, mm-hmm. and I'll just stain the wood and dry brush another right. color as it's drying because uh, it dries so fast.
3: Yeah, yeah, it and does. that's how I get
2: the variation on my strip wood. Okay, okay.
1: Okay. See, huh? So, cool. I gave mine. Uh, he can talk about all the things he loves about about him.
2: Okay. <laughs> I mean, I just like I said, I I just like trying different things and and learning how to get different effects. Right. Like I right. can't wait until the third edition, AK acrylics hit this country because
3: uh-huh.
2: I want to get some.
1: Yeah. Third Supposed edition be- AK acrylics. Yeah, they're they're the
2: little bottles, and uh, they're supposed to be better for us people that don't airbrush, for brush paint. Oh, stains. okay.
1: Oh, see, now that's yeah. awesome. That's a great yeah. idea. Yeah, they
2: you only have to put one coat on. And all the reviews I've seen have been positive.
1: Oh, that's good.
2: Yeah. Cool. So, I mean, I have the I'll pencils. I have the pencil kit.
1: Yeah, let's leave, well, let's leave the pencils alone. <laughs> Until we get to the readers' questions, because uh, we, we, there's some questions on there. Okay. We're gonna save okay. that We're gonna save that one. Okay. But, uh, okay. So,
2: but uh, I'll tell you my favorite product: mm-hmm. Pan Pastels.
1: Uh I know you do like Pan, pan Pastels.
2: Huh. Uh, yes, they're the best. Yeah. They're the best. Uh,
1: and I, yeah. have, I have yet to try them. It's something I'm gonna have to actually just break, break down and try. Yeah. You know, um, I, I use the soft pastels and grind them and all that. And yep, I, I yep. got that kind of thing, but I would like to try the pan pastels sometime for sure.
2: Yeah. I mean, Robert Scoby got me into those cause he uses those a lot. And, right. uh, the Larrabee's kit. I don't know if you saw that from Doug. Uh, it was one of the kits of the month.
1: Okay. Um, I, we just Lar- recently started doing the kits of the month, but yeah. Okay.
2: B's custom machine shop or machine tools. Mm-hmm. I could not get the right color green that Doug used on the walls. Okay. So I painted it like an ugly greenish blue, and then came back with a green color, pan pastel,
1: uh-huh. and I was
2: able to nail it that way.
1: Huh? Oh wow! Yeah. See, that's the thing. That's 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 where the experimentation. And trying different Absolutely. different we ideas get into, and layering.
0: We gotta of get, layering. we gotta get into to working with some pan pastels finally. We've had enough we people gotta, gotta do that. enough yeah. people have been yeah. uh bugging us on this. So do you know
1: what the
2: advantage do you know what the advantage of pan pastels? I pastel was gonna is? ask you that. Yeah. So like I use Bragdon chalks mm-hmm. all the time. Right. But if you put it on right too chalks. much, you're basically screwed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you cannot get it off. Right. Where with pan pastels I could soak the model in it, and take a pencil eraser and just wipe it all off.
1: Oh wow!
3: Huh?
1: Oh wow, that's cool. So it leaves absolutely no. Now, how do you set it? What do you do when you? you, What do you? you spray something on to set it?
2: No, I I I didn't in Larry's. No. Huh?
1: Uh, Okay. Well, and you're like us. You're how often? You're not handling it once you're done. Right. It's done.
2: once I'm done. Nobody's touched
1: it. I don't want anybody sure. to touching it. Somebody touch, I'm gonna sure. snap some fingers. <laughs>
0: yep.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you come up, i will go snap your fingers. It's, it's gonna be like a, yeah. it's gonna be like an Al Capone movie. There's or something four like people that.
0: who are allowed to touch our models. Yeah. You, yeah. me, exactly. and my daughters. But that's yeah. only because they don't know any better.
1: That's because they're young. And I, I can't break their fingers. I can't snap their fingers. The we'll go to jail. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but but anyone else comes down here and starts knocking stuff around. If it's my grandfather, right. he better watch his fingers. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah there you go. <laughs> I mean, we, you know, so many we get so many questions, Craig, about people asking, you know, do you spray, do you spray anything over top of it to get a set? And we don't, we, we just let no, it go. No. Yeah. I don't want, because so, sometimes look, when you spray stuff, it changes the tones. It, it does. Yeah. So let's,
2: let's say you're doing a clapboard siding and you put your nail holes in mm-hmm. and you want to emphasize the nail holes. Right. What I'll do is I'll take the pan pastels, like a, a dark gray, and I'll run it down the lines, okay? Right. So when you run it down the lines, it's going to be on either side of the nail hole, right? Yeah. So then I'll just take an eraser, and I'll erase on both sides of the line, and it's gone, and it's just sitting right in the nail hole.
1: Oh, that's sweet. That's a great idea. We're going to get some, Brett. Yeah, we got to get it. Put it on the order list.
2: So go, you get them at Blick. Our uh, Dick Blick oh, yeah. supplies. We've gotten a bunch of oh, Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. I bought th- stuff. They from have.
2: Blake. Yeah. You get like six. Of them. If you buy six, I think they save you twenty percent on them. Oh my. Okay. Um, yeah. 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 So that's where cool. best place to get them.
1: We're all about that. We're all about saving. Yep. I'm down. I'll
0: have to get some Absolutely. scrap pieces to t- to experiment on first, and then I'm gonna go. Yeah. We'll go yeah. crazy with yeah. it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Is there like a yeah. set of how many you, you know different shades that you I,
2: get? I mean, I. There's, like, three different colors, shades for colors. Mm -hmm. There's, like, a, they call it uh, dark shade and then regular Mm -hmm. shade. Um, I just typically went with the browns, some of the greens, the grays. I do have white. I use white a lot. Uh, I mean, I went crazy on those.
1: Because they're really the ones you're going to use, right? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Even when I buy the buy soft them? pastels, I buy them in the packs, and yep. then you get, like, you get that, that bright blue and the purple, and you know that shit's going to just sit in a box somewhere, and you're never going to touch it, you know? Because yeah. yeah. where are you going to use that, you know? You're going to use, you're gonna use the, the earth tones. Yeah, but exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Cool. But they'll last you a lifetime.
1: Hmm. No shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for what we use it on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, oh, that's cool.
0: Um, okay. So, hey, Brett. Yeah. Well, go ahead. You go ahead, man. Well, I was going to say, um, I I wanted to talk just a little bit more about weathering, Craig. I know, um, so you use pan pastels quite, you know, that's one of your favorites. What's, aside from pan pastels, what's one of your favorite techniques for, um, like aging a building? or adding a little bit of, like, dilapidation to a building. I know you've done it on a few of your builds, and uh, I want to know, like, what's your favorite look? What's your favorite style? I know you kind of have the same era that we like to model, which kind of yeah, falls in yeah. line with a lot of the other mainstream uh, craftsman builders, like the big names. Yeah. But what's your favorite yeah. style? What really is your is your favorite?
2: I mean, I like a very weathered building.
0: Yeah. Uh, like an industry type. I mean, you do a lot of industry. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, I could just study George's photos for hours. Yeah, hours. And every time you look at how he does something, you see something else.
1: Uh, we got—I gotta I say—before you go any further, uh, it was great to be up there at George's with you. Oh yeah, and you rode in oh, the car with us to get to George's, and uh, it was—it um, was a lot of fun. And it was a toe. Is—is that the first time you had been to his no. play out
2: no. no, I was there. I was there 15 years ago.
1: Oh, uh, and you met him then as well. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, even then, it was just—it's all inspiring to see it, and yeah. uh, it was—it was a pleasure to share that with you and all the other guys. But it was neat to see you guys staring at the stuff. while I was—I you know, was, was just as all inspired because it was my first time. But it was also as intriguing to me to see the expressions on faces of like yours and. And Jason's and yeah. and Dave Cruzwick, who's been there a million times, right. but um, uh, d- but no matter how many times you see it, obviously, you're you're awestruck. So as much as I enjoyed seeing that, I liked looking at you guys while you were watching it, going, "Wow, look at the look at the, you know, they they're just like yeah. me. They've, you know they they're seeing it like I am. It, it yeah. was so cool. That was that was oh, actually we a blast. But yeah, yeah, it was hey a blast. Never. Mind. It- I went off the track again. I do that. I do that. Brett, I think,
2: Brett, what I was going to say is I use a lot of dry brushing. Yeah. Uh, I love dry brushing. It is an art in itself, but it makes everything pop. Yeah. And I I think if anybody could learn and master one technique, it would be dry brushing.
0: I agree with that. that. Dry brushing and using a sponge. Yep. Um, I
2: use a sponge more now than I use a brush.
0: Yeah, I yeah. I'll agree with that. I use a brush for, um, I mean, I even do my windows and doors with sponges now because it fills them in so quicker. Do I. It fills them in quicker. So do I. And you don't get streaks. Yeah.
3: yeah. You know, the one yeah.
0: thing I find a big problem with on, um, so say you have a large, titchy uh, overhead door, like the like the warehouse doors and stuff. Yeah. If uh-huh. you use a brush, sometimes even with a primer, you'll get streaks. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and with, absolutely. A, with, a, with a finer um, green, I guess you'd call that a green for a sponge. With a finer green sponge, man, you just dab it a couple times. It's an even coat, done. Yeah.
2: Another, another thing that you could use
0: mm-hmm.
2: is after you've done your primer, and let's say you're going to do a dark color as your main color, you could use a pan pastel.
0: Okay. Huh. On top of the, the whole thing. On top of the whole primer.
2: On top of the primer, huh. yeah.
0: Uh-huh. Okay. I think yeah. Craig works for the Pastel company, right? <laughs> He's got shares in the Pampastel <laughs> industry. Well, now you give another reason to get
1: <laughs> The something.
0: cat's out of the so, bag, Craig. I, we know your secrets now. <laughs>
2: I, I work for AK also.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, um, now the other thing, Craig, I don't know if you've tried this, and I, I, I've bought a can of spray paint to try this, um, and a guest we had, which we need to have back on the show, Dad, make note of that, um, Frank Varga. Uh, oh, yeah. Told us to use the hammered metal spray paints for I windows. Of those. Yeah, they have these spray paints. They're for like, I think they're for like lamp, like the like the ladies that like to restore lamps and oh,
1: okay. uh, outdoor okay.
0: furniture and stuff. But it's yeah. like you can get okay. hammered bronze, like a like a the dark um, bron- brushed bronzes and nickels yeah. and yeah. copper colors, and they don't look okay. very, they don't look super metallic. But Frank told us to use the hammered metal spray paints for titchy windows, and huh. um, I haven't tried that yet. But there, it is. A, if you huh. look at the paint when it's dried, it has a variation in a metal tone, which would be interesting oh, wow. to try for masonry windows and stuff. That yeah. would be. That would be. So he's yeah.
1: another modeler like you, Craig. Is not afraid to jump in and try something new.
0: Just wing just it because,
1: it's so, yeah, he's not. You know, not. You know, he and he does. He does. He does that a lot. So,
2: I mean, that's the only way you're going to get better at this hobby yeah. is to try it on scraps.
1: Right, right. That is fun.
2: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and sometimes your biggest mistakes turn yeah. out to be the best effects.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, sometimes you like we had Sue uh, on there last the yeah. other week, a couple weeks ago, yeah. and she was saying that sometimes are uh, the happy mistakes and they, uh, they, they, they turn into something that was uh, you weren't planning on but there it is mm-hmm. and uh, I found a lot of techniques that way and myself And um, but yeah
2: I mean, I, stu- I stumbled on one a couple weeks ago on uh, stripped wood where I stained it alcohol in the ink mm-hmm. and then used Brett from Sierra West technique where you take the chalks. Sprinkle it on, and then take alcohol,
1: mm-hmm. rub it on. Have you yep. tried that technique? I have. I have. Yes. Yep. Okay.
2: So then, what? Once that was dry to the touch, I came back with local driftwood and dry brushed it. Oh! And what a great effect!
1: Oh, I have a big old pile of that. A big jar bottle of that sitting up here. Don't tell anybody. That's yeah. Worth gold. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> Okay. I don't have much of that, but I have one of them. Yeah. But, yeah. Wow. So, um, the, um, shoot, now I don't yes. know where I was going to go with that. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Never mind. Move on. All right. I, I lost my thought. No big deal. All
0: right, let's do some questions and then uh, we'll get into a couple other things here. This is <laughs> okay, from, okay. these are from our listeners. Um, that are patrons of our show. So let me jump over to them. So we've already talked about this, uh, quite a bit with, uh, Pan Pastels and AK, but Dave Krusewick from Dave's Workbench asks, also, just like we said, Craig has his Craig's Modeling Corner. If you want to follow and you're listening and you haven't already followed, Dave Krusewick, who... Uh, Craig mentioned earlier, who writes a ton of instructions for other manufacturers, has his own page called Dave's Workbench. Uh, So you should go over there and follow that page as well. But Dave is asking, what other products other than AK and obviously the Pan Pastels now have you tried that you'd also recommend? Because we know you like to dabble in a bunch of different products. So what's another big one that people should get their hands on?
2: For the ground work, what I've been doing is I've been using the AK Terrain, mm-hmm. which is like a, a, like a water based product. You had that. Yep. So instead of using acrylic paint, I use that.
0: Do you thin it out Lay though, that right? Down.
2: No, I don't.
0: Okay. I just
2: I just glob it on. Okay. And, uh, and then I sprinkle dirt on that, and whatever comes off, comes off
0: huh yeah. i so i try to thin it out i i put it okay. i'll put it on my wherever i'm working um, whatever the yeah. base is and i'll take a cup of water so i'll put it on thick yeah. real thick and i'll take water yeah. Yeah. and thin it out that way um i because that's textured right yeah yeah but there's a little so
2: that's why i don't thin it out
0: so I took the opposite of that, and I like to thin it out okay. because I felt like it was where I – maybe it was the te- the application I was using it for, where I was using it. Uh, I didn't okay. want my ground to be that that textured, so I thinned okay. it out just a okay. little bit. Um, okay, so that's interesting I, I I didn't think about not thinning it out. I just automatically did it, so huh? yeah, and now you just like sprinkle I'll use it around
2: rock castings I'll use it around castings, like I use on chiras at di- uh, diorama. Okay, where I had the water and I had the rock castings, I used that around it to just uh seal the edges of the rock casting into the foam
0: okay, that's interesting. Oh cool. well, I've been using it completely different, but it turned out awesome anyway, so I'm gonna have to try it your way too. <laughs> Because I still yeah, have like never,
2: half and a jug. And I'll try it your way and that's how we'll learn.
0: I you, think yeah. I think what mine was, Craig, was I was using, I was using it on an area that was meeting oh, – it was coming down and meeting a waterfront. Okay. And I didn't okay. want it to be super varied in texture. I wanted it to start to smooth gotcha. out. And when I started applying gotcha. it, it was looking too rough. Gotcha. So I just thinned it out. And obviously if I was doing an area that was more remote and rocky or something, I probably wouldn't do that. So gotcha. that makes sense.
1: But, but the cool feature of that is demonstrated by both of you is mm-hmm. that you can do You can thin it out and have different textures
0: as a I, result of it. And you can have different results. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's like that with all the I mean, AK products in, in general. Yeah,
2: I mean, the one product that you guys got me hooked on is the corrosion texture.
0: Oh, we love I that. I
2: love that. I love yeah. that
1: product that jar too will last forever. At HS <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> scale, you only need a tiny little bit of it. It's a, the technique on that is tricky too for us. Um because for on HS scale because it's so it's a, such a smaller scale than what it's designed yeah. for. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: You only have to take a little bit of it and yeah. put it on, but you have to spread it. People put it on. I watched some guy do it he, it was a YouTube video, and it wasn't very good. It wasn't like a professional guy. <laughs> doesn't have okay. to be. Yeah. No. And I watched him working with that, and he was, like, painting it on. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? You, you don't. You're just taking a little bit of it, and you're sticking it on. Yeah, it sticks yeah. on. And you uh-huh. put it where you want it and spread it out. And it only takes a little tiny bit, and you spread it where you want. And then you then they left it alone. They didn't paint it. Yeah. And then when you're done, then you put those AK rust...
0: Uh, pigment colors on it, it looks yeah. strange yeah. before you put your pigments on it
2: yeah. yes it does or, it's a weird it's a weird shade i when or i first
0: when i first okay. borrowed it from my dad and i put it on i was like oh shit i just ruined what i was working on and then i right. and then i put my other stuff back on top of it and shaded it and it looked awesome
1: yeah that's amazing okay. stuff and and so is the rust uh the rust deposits that are yeah. in the jar there's yes. three sediments yeah. great yeah so, but another hey
2: good yo. technique for the corrosion textures, take leftover stripped wood that you're gonna put around the building and dab dab it on like the bottom of the strip wood and it'll give it some texture and then you can oh. dry brush that.
1: Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. That's so like idea. the
2: wood so like the wood is rotten rotten? Yeah. So
1: hmm. Oh that's a great yeah. idea. I like it. I usually just do rotting wood with like like you know, raw and burnt umbers and stuff like that. And then yeah. I take that, yeah. then I take that, uh, that green, uh, AK slime. Yeah, the, shit. Yeah. The moss. Yeah.
2: The moss. <laughs> yeah. 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 And
1: light, yep. And I just kind of yep. blend them in and, and give them a little bit of that, you know, but, yep. um, yep. but you know, everybody's, everybody does their own thing and that's not a bad idea. I'm going to try that with a corrosion.
2: Hmm. Yeah. And then okay, you could cool. take pastels to it,
0: yeah,
2: or chalks, and just yeah, yeah. You could do cool. a burned out effect. You know what's going to happen? That what's
0: yeah. that?
1: What's going to happen now is that Craig talked us into this, um, to this, uh, um, pan pastels, and we're gonna we're gonna buy them and fall in love with them, and then I'm gonna have his piles of all this chalk that I bought. And I'm never <laughs> gonna
0: touch again. Oh. it's gonna go in that no, into my bucket. No, you'll still use it for other stuff. No,
2: just remember, there's there's different times to use different pastels right. or chucks. I don't is. always use tan pastels. Right. Um but on that Larabies, I mean that's the only way I could get that shade that right. I needed.
1: You're right. You're right. And did you have you ever tried from since we're on the A K thing and um have you ever tried their pigment powders?
2: Come on, I have everything. Yeah, uh, of course I you do.
1: <laughs> okay, sometimes I have better luck with the chalks, and sometimes I have better luck with the pigment powders. Just what you're trying to say. It, it, different, yeah. different different, different yeah. looks that you're trying to get and achieve are achieved by using different products. And uh, yeah. sometimes yeah. sometimes those AK products uh, or the AK pigment powders, Um, I got to tell you, once they're on,
0: they're on. They're
1: on. That's it. That's it. Yeah. They're 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 definitely strong. You you, you yeah. need to use them minimally, but they turn yeah. out wonderful if you know how to well, use them in a the right degree. Well, Three.
2: I mean the big the big thing I would say is there's a learning curve with all these products.
0: Right.
3: And right.
2: And to definitely practice. Yeah. Oh yeah. Practice.
0: Yeah, I, I'd be, and, you'd be out of your mind and, if you and started And in layers. You'd be out of your mind and if you just started layers. slamming them onto a a $300 yeah. kit you just pilt bought. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but uh, okay. Let's go on. While we're talking weathering, Matthew Hankins is um, asking you where, are, and we're kind of talking about this right now. Discuss your use of weathering powders and your thoughts on the different brands and types. So, um, you talk about pan pastels. You're saying the Dick Blick ones are the ones you go to. Is that a Dick Blick brand, or is they just, are they reselling yeah. a different brand? No. Dick
2: Blick. Dick Blick sells pan pastels.
0: Okay. Okay.
2: That's the best pricing I have found to get them.
0: And it's like their brand, the Dick Blick brand. No. Oh. No,
2: it's not their brand. Oh, okay. No, Pan Pastels, you can get anywhere, but yeah. Dick Blick has the best pricing they on them. They have a good
0: deal. Gotcha. Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um, Jim Lasseter is asking, can you talk about your work with Martin Wahlberg yeah, he started buying some of the products, and he he knows that you're a big fan. Obviously, we all we've seen your work with it of his scenic express. So, um, we 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 touched on it earlier, but do you want to give Jim just a quick um, you know rundown of like give us the the highlight? What was the highlight of your your work experience when you you had Martin Welberg with you? If you had to pick the one thing, I
2: think I, I think the big thing that I learned from Martin is. Once again, it's layers. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: The other thing is uh, take it slow and you don't need a lot of his products to accomplish an effect.
0: Mm -hmm. So Uh, a little bit goes a long way.
2: Yeah, I mean like before Martin came over, I had one of his mats and I would cut a piece of the mat and lay it down, okay? Mm
3: -hmm.
2: What he does is He just rips it in irregular shapes and sizes, and he'll put that down. And then the Woodland Scenic's dirts match his products. They were made to match
3: the colors.
2: So the seams, you're going to use the dirt there. So when I lay down a mat, a piece of the mat, then I take his bush. I'll put the bush on top of the mat. So I'm building
0: up. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Wow. So it's it's just about being patient and layering, just yeah, like we've talked about. Yeah, absolutely. Yep.
2: Ab- yeah. Stand back with your camera like we talked about and look at it and yeah. see if that's the effect you're trying to get. Yeah. Definitely take but not pictures. Everyone, yeah. I mean, not everyone's looking to get that effect. Like, list and I talk about this all the time. So what I do is when I'm building, I have – Five basically four or five go to guys that I send my pictures to as I'm building to get their feedback. Yeah. And they do it with me. And it's Frank Bernard, it's Frank Saladino, it's Robert, it's Vilas. Mm-hmm. Uh Todd, I've sent it to you. Yeah. yeah. I ask for your yeah. feedback.
1: Absolutely. And I remember that.
2: Because you know what you what we see as modelers, someone else might see differently.
0: Right. Right. So, yeah, you get so wrapped up into want, your own work that it's hard to see. Yeah,
2: I, I want the feedback. And Frank Saladino sends me his pictures. Hey, is this weathered right? Should I yep. change anything? Uh, Dave reached out to me a few weeks ago and I got him to use Pan Pastels.
3: Yeah, and nice. I love the
2: effect. So, I, I think people need to find some people to run their. Result are their builds off
1: of, right, right, without a doubt. Yeah, that's
2: what I
1: do. That's what I nice. do. And, and ask, like we said earlier at the beginning of the show, asking questions as well. I mean, absolutely. Uh, if if I'm stuck on something, I've gone to many people, and uh, and ask, and had Just to ask, ask questions, questions because, because you know, it's uh, you know I you know I don't know yeah. or if I see something that they did it strikes my eye that I'm like, I want to try that. You know, um, I need to ask that question. I'm not going to learn it just by looking at it. Yeah. You know,
2: Todd, Todd, do you remember the question that we've asked each other? The the big one, the main one?
1: What, what, um, um, maybe. Concrete. Oh, concrete. yeah. The concrete. Absolutely. Yes.
2: We talk about that all the time.
1: Yep. We've Our had several conversations.
2: Doing concrete. concrete. We've had several conversations.
0: Yeah. And there's probably a million yeah. answers to it. And there's yeah, a million mean, different types of concrete.
1: I mean, so it, it can yeah. be done in different ways, in different textures. It mm-hmm. needs to be shown. Yeah. Yeah. And we've yeah. talked about that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Craig and I have had many conversations
0: about, about these types of things. Riveting so, conversations yep. Yep. about concrete late in the night. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, you're, you're kind of exaggerating a little, a little
0: bit. <laughs> I'm kidding.
1: I'm kidding. <laughs>
2: All right. Um, but, if you look, but if you look at George Stelios' layout yeah. and you look at his sidewalks, most people think it's concrete mm-hmm. or plaster it's not it's wood,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it is yeah i mean i, I it's thought about doing it, but, but yeah, everybody's got their their own style of doing it i mean the, sure. uh, when you're talking about sidewalks, I've had uh-huh. good luck with uh the um task board um I know, and then doug Doug turned me on to that. I've tried wood. I've tried to pour my own plaster concrete. Yeah, yeah. The best luck I've had so far with with uh, concrete sidewalks. I feel that it's one of my specialty things I like to do is sidewalks, and I've had good luck with the task board. Um, It it just seems to uh, be very easy to work with.
2: I love the effect that you get with a task board, Mm -hmm. but for me, the issue I have with it is when you start, Putting your 50-50 glue down, yeah. and it gets wet, it gets messed up. Yeah. So I haven't mastered that.
1: Yeah, it's just you, – you, it's very, very little um, – oh, Around I see what you saying. I when see what you saying.
2: Yeah. So yeah. when you're putting your scenery down or you're uh-huh. gluing yep. on top of your dirt, yep. and it goes everywhere.
1: Yeah. Well, what I do with that, since you're bringing that subject up, because I just recently did it with the okay. uh, with the the boxing gym. Um, yeah, yeah, around the back, I have a backyard of that boxing gym, and yeah. the, the base of the building sits upon the the con. I made mean, the uh, task board concrete a- yeah. as a foundation, and. I was worried about that very thing because I remember you mentioning that. And it's the first time I've really tried to pour, uh, scenery, uh, put dirt and grass scenery around it and try and get it to stick and be next to it and bring it right up to it. So what I had to do was I had to take a flat brush, a you know, a wider flat, flat brush, right. put very little bit of the glue water mixture onto it mm-hmm. and from the drag it from the edge of that con, uh, from where that task board is out towards my scenery, yeah. and just yeah. wet it lightly, yeah. and um, yeah. because you're right, if you pour it on and you have, it, if you put it on too thick or too heavy, there, it's going to seep into it. It's going to go. Yeah. It's going to booger it up, and I want. Yeah. I don't want to booger it up, so right. I just take it to the edge, and then as soon as you do that, so it doesn't soak, you need to start laying that dirt or grass okay. down immediately. Okay. Okay. So, because it absorbs it, you know? Yeah. Anyhow, that's well, it on that. No, that's good. That's
0: good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's jump into the next question. Yeah. Uh, this one's from Craig. Oh, I'm sorry, Ken A. And he's saying, Craig, where do you get your inspiration to build the scenes and structures on the dioramas and modules that you do? Um, and he's then he's going to follow it up with a quick, simple answer. Who is your favorite model railroader or model builder? So the first one, where do you get your inspiration, and who's your favorite?
2: I mean, right now, I've just been building the scenes from the FSM kit. Yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah, I mean, that's where I'm getting it right now, and I would say George is my inspiration. Yeah. George, Doug. I mean, I think Doug is just in a class by himself.
1: By oh, himself. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Without, without and, doubt.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and and Howard Jane, I mean, what Howard can do with styrene, his the majority of his buildings on his layout
0: are just styrene. styrene, yeah. That's he insane. What he does.
2: Look, yep. look like wood,
0: it's it's crazy,
2: yeah,
1: yeah.
2: So, I would say those three inspire okay. me a lot.
1: That's great. That would I, be- I would say all three of them inspire me and many others, too. I
0: know, yeah,
2: yeah, absolutely, yeah,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. Um, Next one. Uh, This is from Dan Pugach. What is your experience with the AK Interactive Weathering pencils specifically, and what's the pros and cons of them? I know you have the whole set, too.
2: I have the whole set. I've worked with it some. Uh, There is a learning curve to it. Okay. Because you can apply them either dry or wet.
0: Oh, wow. So it's a completely different effect either way, probably.
2: Yeah, correct. So you can wet it rub it on like around the barrel uh, and then take a, a lightly wet brush and just drag it down and it'll drag the rust down mm-hmm. if you're doing that um, okay. I haven't played around with them enough to yeah to say I you know either way yeah I just haven't played with them enough
1: Okay. He, you, you haven't worked him enough thing. to master.
2: Him. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's the next thing. Um, yeah. I have built a relationship with the AK mm-hmm. uh, clinician.
3: Right.
2: Um, and he, he lives like an hour from me, hour and a half.
3: Right.
2: Um, so I'm going to drive up there and he's going to take me through all the AK products because he's a military modeler. Yeah. Uh, he was in trains, he's a military modeler. Mm-hmm. And he's going to show me how to use the products because AK wants to break into the model railroading.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I figured they would. I, yeah. I got it's that. a huge impression. opportunity. Yeah. Why so, not?
2: So I, I'm i in the process of working with some, working on something with them. Oh, cool.
1: That's great. Yeah. That's very
2: awesome. Cool. I, uh, I have, there is a market for it.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, yeah. uh, there's so, yeah. Like you said, uh, and we've said many times on our show too, is they because they're used on a different scale, I think I've talked to you about this as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Because they're used on, on a smaller scale, we have to make adjustments on them because they're not really, the ones that are out there now are not really designed for what we do right. at, that, at that size. So, Correct. yeah. And, and like I said, once you get it and you find a way to work with it, man, the stuff you can do is insane. It uh, is insane, yep it yep. is um, i I have not bought those a k pencils yet. I wanted to see how you did with them um, but and, and some other people I did go out and buy well, not cheap ones they 're really good watercolor pencils okay. and i tried them and and i 've run into some some very cool effects as a result and some. <laughs> and some ones that weren't so cool. <laughs> <laughs> some disastrous effects, you know? But um, you know, it's the same thing. I have this really nice set of these watercolor pencils and you can do them dry or like you said you can do them wet. And I don't think yeah. they're probably they they may be a different a different quality um because of the way the AK ones are designed for models, but I think the concept's a lot of the same. Um and and you have to you you have to toy with it to get what you want yeah. out of it. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So. I mean, Martin Martin Welberg, he uses the colored pencils. He doesn't yeah. use the AK pencils. He uses right. the water pencil. Just, watercolor. just regular yeah.
1: watercolor. Yeah. And yeah, right. and who can who can argue with his, his weather?
2: Attacks? Yeah. Yeah, I mean his weathering on, uh, uh, cards is unbelievable.
1: Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So, wow. Well, that's cool. I, I like. I said I'd like to. I'd like to see more done with the. With the AK pencils uh, in our hobby. I'd like to see
2: yeah, no, how I it's agree.
1: done and have it breaking down. and Yeah, yep. that's great. Yep.
0: Cool. Um, let's go into the next one. This was a quick one uh, from Dave again. Beer or bourbon? What's your choice here?
2: <laughs> I don't drink.
0: All right. Well, there you go. That's fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, easy question to answer. No, that's fine. So so, let's no, go on to I this.
2: Did, if I did martinis, martinis. I like martinis,
0: okay. Yeah. So then, so yeah. then, let's go to this. I've been
1: into the bottle of water lately.
0: Do you? Um, <laughs> do you do uh, coffee a lot while you're working? I know for us, uh,
2: I, I I do coffee. I'm not Jason Jensen. No.
0: Uh,
3: <laughs> but or I, I love I, work. I love coffee.
2: I love I, coffee.
0: I drink yeah. so much coffee at work. It's not even funny. Yeah.
2: So I love
0: coffee. Um. right, next one from Jason Sider. For the guy who continues, and we're all going to chime in on this. We'll all answer a different way, and I'll let Craig start. For the guy who continues to debate buying AK products, he's talking about himself. What is the best bang for the buck that you can get from AK for a guy that's new to their product? I love this. So I'm going to let Craig start off with that one. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Is he
1: asking what products?
0: Yeah, so if you, so he's saying that he's never into it. he's never bought an AK product, but he wants to try. So he's wanting to know if he's got if he's going to buy something. What's gonna get, what for his first AK product? What's going to give him the most bang for his buck? And I want all three of us to give our I, opinion.
2: I would either, if I was starting to buy those products again, I would probably start with either the crusted rust mm-hmm. or, or the slimy grime. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna or even, or even a dust and dirt. Even dust and dust are, and dirt deposits.
3: I
1: like yeah. that. Yeah. I will have to second yeah. everything he just said because I've tried them all and we'll throw in that corrosion while you're at it.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna add to that and I'm gonna go I just because <laughs> I don't wanna be a copycat and I probably would have said the same thing anyways, I'm gonna add something. I was gonna
1: say the same thing, yeah. So
0: I would get I'm looking at it right now, so I had to turn my head to find the the can. I would get these three things only for terrain and not for weathering a building. Um, They would be the dry ground. Yep. The dark and dry crackled ground. Yep. And the wet crackling ground effects. Yeah. So those three things, I think, you can do a lot of cool um, earth like earth effects with it. Um, Absolutely. Yep. The 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 one thing that's really cool if you're gonna add a fourth thing, so maybe you're spending whatever. Now at this point, you're probably spending thirty five dollars or so, forty bucks, to get a fourth thing. I would get the puddles, the little thing of puddles. Oh, I, I
2: use that all so the time. So if you're I gonna,
0: in my opinion, if you're gonna get the wet and dry crackling effects, both of the wet and the dry one, you might as well get the third part and get the puddles because what you can do is make a large area of wet crackling effects, right? So here's what I've done in the past. I'll go off the I'll go off the rails real quick. I put my thumb and I press into my the ground foam the the base and I make a depression into the foam, just not deep but just you know enough. And then I'll paint it with a ground effect like a like a like a burnt what is it like a raw umber or a a brown colored base. And then I'll put okay. the wet crack. I'll put the wet crackle effects, so it looks like a uh, partially drying mud puddle yep. in a large area, including covering where my thumbprint was. And then I'll take once that's dry and crackled. I'll take the dry crackle effects, which are dark but but more crackled and dried. And I'll put that around the outside and blend them a little bit. Once that's dried, I'll then take my puddles and where that depression was, where my thumb, I'll put a little bit of water in there. And what that looks like then is, you know, you got your varying stages of an old dried up puddle in the dirt, if it's in a field or an old dirt road. And, I mean, it looks awesome with just those three things. And then all you have to do is, once all that's dried, come back over with a little bit of static grass or a little bit of ground foam, cover that up and and blend it in there. Man, you can't beat that. And it makes an awesome looking effect. Absolutely. So
2: Absolutely. it's,
0: It's like a simple little way to add like a cool... Uh, like it rained yesterday and there's a wet puddle there. So I, I just – Have you guys
2: – are you guys doing anything with
1: oils yet?
0: Not yet. Oil paints? I haven't used oils.
1: Yeah. I have done some oil paint stuff, yeah. Um, a lot of the same kind of affecting, uh, effects I've tried with uh, the AKs. I've done yep. it with oils as well, uh, rust streaks and things like that. Absolutely. Grime. Okay. Yep. Okay. Have you?
2: Cause I'm starting to learn how to do it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Once again, it's another learning curve. Yeah, and, uh, right. I've been watching some YouTube videos on these military modeling guys yep. that use it as washes and stuff like uh-huh. that. And it doesn't take a lot.
1: No, no, it's very, very. use very little. Yeah, very no. little. And and right. if you're not careful, it doesn't dry correctly all the time. So, Correct. <laughs> or it takes a long time to dry. But like once you start using the mineral spirits, <laughs> sometimes yeah. we, when we're using the mineral spirits, it'll dry it. It'll help dry it out very quickly. Yes.
0: Yes. Huh. yes. Yep. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna have to try it. I have not. I know my dad has. So,
1: I've actually mixed some of my oil stuff with some of the AK stuff in same scenarios. So okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: okay.
1: they don't. They cool. don't. They don't combat each other, which is really good. Huh? To to yeah, try that's it. the
2: next thing I want to get into. So, because mm-hmm. yeah. Doug does a Doug does a phenomenal job with oils.
1: Yeah, he does.
0: Yeah. So okay, all right. I got another question. This we got two more. Uh, Jake okay. Johnson, tell us more about the work in progress that you currently have, and we kind of touched on that. And then, what do you see next yeah. in the pipeline that you're you, you want to do? Like, what's your big next? Your next big project?
3: Oof. I
2: definitely, I want to get these two that I've started done. Mm-hmm. I think I'm like everybody else. You have projects always going. Yeah, and well, I have it's never Bernard ending. And have Bernard tractors that just got pushed off to the shelf, you <laughs> <Yeah>. know. Uh, <laughs> but I think I want to do no, yeah, the next one, and it's going to be another fine scale kit. Um, okay. I'm thinking about doing the diner, the 25th anniversary. Oh, yeah, life.
1: yeah. Nice
0: um that'd be cool
2: so yeah th- that would be that would be one yeah but i'm gonna put Larrabee's with uh bonnie's
1: mm-hmm. on a diorama
2: yeah yeah
1: that'd be a nice look yeah so
0: that'd be pretty cool,
1: cool. i can't wait to see it yeah. yeah
0: yeah yeah awesome well, I know next up for me uh is going to be this damn AK. I mean, I'm sorry, AK. We got AK on the brain. This damn <laughs> yeah. finishing this uh terminal kit. I know uh I took a break from it last weekend and I finished up that um the little kit of the month that I got, the right. the 8 ball pool haul. Yeah, you
2: did mm-hmm. a great job. On um that.
0: so I finished that. I already have a place I already have the perfect spot where I'm going to put it on the layout and um all it really needs is just the sidewalk. It has a sidewalk on the front, but I want to extend it. Um, and then, like, I'm going to do a little back alley scene behind it. That's it. I got some people painted yeah. for it. I'm going to finish that up, and I'm going to jump back over to the AK thing. I mean, the AK. Damn it, the the terminal kit. Uh, that's gonna <laughs> it's gonna take me a month to fi- finish that thing. I mean, it's gonna be huge. Yeah. So yeah. probably until well, mid- we might
2: mid- have that. We might have that kind of time.
0: Yeah, but by by (laughs) mid-April, and who knows if I have that kind of time, it might blow through it in a week and a half. I don't know, but uh, uh, that's my next thing. Actually, after we get done recording tonight, I'm going to be working on that for maybe an hour or so before bed. But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, So,
1: uh, what are you working on, Todd? Oh, I'm just I'm I'm still working this tugboat from uh, Seaport Model Works, and and I have. I've been doing little things instead of a structure. Uh, I thought I'd take a little time off and do some of the vehicles that I said I suck at and um, some some of the, uh, uh, some figures and um, you know, little detail parts that I bought that I want to get painted up and ready. Whether I can put them on something or not right away, they'll be ready for future dioramas and they'll already be painted. Save me that kind of time. Uh, those smaller projects that you, you buy and then you sit somewhere and then they never get done. That's kind of what I'm yep. pulling on right now. Gotcha. And then after that, I'm going to combine the uh, Rust Rock Falls uh-huh. uh, okay. with the Yacht Basin um, oh, cool. and in one big conglomerate uh, part of a town. It'll, it'll take up a cool. giant corner of the town. Yeah, but cool. it's, it's something new. That'll be a while. I'll be taking some time.
2: So you, so you guys are new to Doug's Kid of the Month Club.
0: We we are just, we got, just got the second one. Into
1: it, yep. Okay. Our okay. our
0: yep. second one is the was it a garage that just came out?
1: Well, we figured we had so much other. It's stuff a used board. car. Um, it's, a yeah, it's used car. car that's what it is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We yeah. just got yeah. that one. Yeah, I just got it. And so. my question I, I on that, it.
1: Brett. My question on that one is, we models in the 1930s and 40s, I've got to look into my history. Oh, did they have, like, used cars? Oh, they had there? to have. I guess so. Well, <laughs> <laughs> you, there was, well we're going to make it
0: that way. I can guarantee uh, yeah. you they had a used car a lot. Yeah, right, okay. I mean, 40, in the 1940s, people were buying, you had to have, people had a car for five years, they get rid of it. What do they do yeah, with them? Yeah. yeah. We can figure something out. I doubt if
1: they had them for five. Back then, I bet they had them longer than five years.
0: Make Well, then we'll make it a new car lot.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I think that club is a great idea
0: by Doug. Yeah. I oh, think it is.
2: It's a great way for people to break into the craftsman
0: mm-hmm. uh, structure. It is. Yeah. If you divide it out by the it, number of months you get a kid, it's really not that expensive.
2: No, nah, I mean, you can build a kit in three nights.
0: Right. Yeah. Or... It, it doesn't matter what level
1: of modeler you are. No, not at all. I
2: mean, they make great little scenes.
0: Yeah, there's two cool things that I like about it that. It's exciting. One for an experienced modeler, and then what? The first, there would be three, but Craig took the first one from me. Uh, mm-hmm. It's great for a beginner modeler. The number, the two thing is. If you have an existing layout, or uh, you have you need to fill spaces, like um, uh-huh. so say, like for us, these are going to be awesome little filler buildings that we can just put really anywhere. Um, oh yeah! But first, you know, just to pack the city full of buildings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the third one is, I'm excited because I think it allows Doug to experiment with some stuff on mm-hmm. a on a smaller scale. Uh, right. And I think you've already seen some unique designs. I know the one, what was the one that came out that the whole building was covered in signs basically. Oh, that was a free oh, kit. Oh yeah. That was the tobacco. No, he's stuff. done, he's done another no. one that had Taxi a bunch of bar. large signs. guy, the,
2: ta- oh, the okay. tattoo, the tattoo place. I have it right here. Yeah. That was yeah. part of the, that was part of so the, I had so much
0: fun with that one. Yeah. It but was part of, it was a free kit. I thought yeah. he did a different one. Maybe not. There was another one I was really jealous of that we oh, weren't part oh, of. The, oh, Oh, yeah, we didn't get that one.
1: I'll myself in the ass yeah, for that. Yeah, that is the uh, the one that had the oh, the clown, clown pictures on the outside. Yeah. The, arcade. the arcade, man. Yeah, that the one looked
0: awesome. But yeah, you know, it allows him to get a little crazy and a little experimental on some stuff because it's one off and yeah. and it's small and he can toy around with some things. So I'm excited to see what he comes up with. As far, I think each one will have its own unique little wild side to it, just because he can be a little bit more creative on this. It's kind of... It's a
1: genius idea.
0: Yeah. But, um, yeah, so we have that. We're going to continue doing that, I think. I know we signed up for six months, but we'll probably extend that one here because it's it's genius. Because we needed more kids. I love it. We needed more stuff to build anyway, so why not? (laughs) Exactly. Um, Exactly. All right. This is the last one. This is from Ron Pisco, and this is specifically for one of your builds, Craig. Okay. Um, on your diorama that you brought to Timonium, which was awesome, did you use Thanks. original shingles that came with the kit? He remembers a few of you of them were studying the great job you did on the roof and were discussing the shingles that you used. So, were they the ones that came with it, or did you kind of ad lib the shingles?
2: They were not. They were not Campbell. Well, that roof called for corrugated aluminum, mm-hmm. and I used the Bar Mills shingles. Okay, I didn't yeah that's
0: what i changed cool cool and yeah. now the shingles that you used were barn mills they were the thicker they're the little thicker ones aren't they uh, so are they are bar mills yeah. the ones that which, which no they're
2: not no they're not they're
0: not you know which ones i'm talking about some of those cedar cut and I know shake shingles are about. real yeah. thick uh,
2: yeah okay yeah. no these are not
0: okay these are not cool yeah. yeah that was a pretty unique roof that you did that was pretty awesome yeah thanks yeah thanks i mean the whole build was that but was...
2: you know i started that building 20 years ago
0: <laughs> that's crazy
2: <laughs> and i i had just started the walls painted them driftwood 20 years ago
0: and then just wow. set
1: and that was it huh, huh, huh. yeah well it's awesome that's that cool it... and you were able to pick up on it and just finish it you got yeah. many yeah. years later and it turned out phenomenal well thank you yeah
0: Thank well th- that wraps up our patron questions. So um, yeah. I'll let my dad take back over here if you have anything else here.
1: I uh, actually uh I don't I want to get on I want to get Craig on again tonight. We're pushing 2 hours here now. But uh <laughs> well, That'll we're going to have some 2 hours.
0: We're going to have yeah. some time here coming up too, obviously. Right. So um
1: I'd like to get you on again because um you know, we tonight got to talking about techniques is which was really neat and we hadn't done that in the past in a while and uh i love to be able to do that more with you and sure. just kind of get no, on the techniques uh, i think great. that's really cool because we all got to chime in on our own level and it was really kind of um i, I love that part of it and that's basically what we want to what we want to push on uh, off a of show is is so other people were able to not just listen but to learn and and you're you're a great teacher in that way because because you're not afraid to take the chance and try and do new things. And As a result, it's making you a, a, you know more complete modeler and um, and 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 developing you know techniques and skills that, that you know that are not just uh, um, great for you, but they're admirable for other people. So um, that's yeah that's that's what it's about we you, you you hit the key note tonight was layers, and we've all said it. we've heard Doug say it. we've had lots of guests on it do it, and all your top modelers that we've had on over the years uh, over the couple of years that we've been doing this, uh, including George Sellius and some others, and every one of them has said the same thing, and that's layers and it and that's what our listeners need to to listen to. Uh, with 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 guests like yourself, Craig is is when we say layers, you know, it's not just a joke. What we all say, it's a, it's a it's a it's a way through this hobby.
2: Yeah. No, yeah. absolutely. You just have to have patience. Right. You know. You know. I I don't set a time when I want to get the model finished by.
3: Mm-hmm. I right.
2: finish it when it's done. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you know, it takes time. I think
0: yeah. I think the um the the time you know when it's done is when you look at it and you go I I can't think of another thing to add to this thing <laughs> like without, when, without taking too far when your brain right. no but you, I think I don't know if, Craig Craig have you ever hit that moment when you're building and you're like or you're working on a diorama and you go I I, I I'm, lo- I'm I'm done like I'm my brain I can't my brain can't process another <laughs> item on this Oh yeah, I went through that with Cartwright. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're like yeah. I I, I, I yeah. think I'm I think I've fried my brain on this. I'm gonna just put it aside yeah. now. <laughs> yep, yep. Yep. Uh, well, well yeah. um we appreciate you coming on the show, Craig. I definitely wanna no, get you I, on again I, and wow. maybe here in the short term, while we're gonna have sure. a lot of extra time, maybe we'll hit you up again sure. here. But um
3: yeah. No, absolutely.
0: Yeah. I, I appreciate wow. it. Uh and you're also invited to this short, quick modeling contest if you want to join in in the next couple weeks. I think we'll probably run it for a month. But everyone's invited. So it's the first time that my dad and I aren't running a contest for a while. And we can jump in. And uh, we're all invited. So anyone listening is invited. Everyone can just check out the rules on our Facebook page. So um, it should be fun. But yeah. Awesome. Awesome, guys. Well, I'm gonna wrap up for the night. I'm gonna edit this so it's actually publishable Thursday for the first time in a, I think ever. We're gonna do a Thursday episode. Um, I
1: It's going will be awesome. Yeah,
0: we've got a lot of people at home. Yeah. Need some stuff you're, to do. You're yep.
1: part of history. You're part of you're part of bench time <laughs> podcast history. First, <laughs> Thursday, first episode. Thursday edition.
2: I'm the first Thursday
0: edition.
1: Yeah, awesome. well, the first Thursday early edition. Yeah, we there actually did a, we actually did a Thursday edition with Doug. Yeah. Like that was a special one, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all but special. It's the regular one, yeah.
0: But uh, cool. Well, uh, I'm going to wrap this one up. Thanks again for joining us on the show this week, Craig.
2: Yep. Yep. Thanks for having me. All
0: right. Stay it's... safe, guys. Yep. You got it, buddy. Take care. Thank okay. you for
1: being our guest. Okay.
2: Okay.